With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Come on, David. Comb your hair. You're late for breakfast. Okay. Hey, Mom, do you think Joe Lewis could lick Jack Dempsey in his prime? I'm sure I don't know, dear. He's bigger, you know. His best fighting weight's around 208. And Dempsey used to come in at about 194. Yes, dear. Come on. Just one more fact. Oh, David. No, wait. You'll like this one. America's finest silver plate is 1847 Rogers Brothers. Fooled you, didn't I? Yes, you did. Hey, come back here. You still have to comb your hair. America's finest silver plate is 1847 Rogers Brothers. From Hollywood, International Silver Company, creators of 1847 Rogers Brothers Silver Plate, presents The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, starring America's favorite young couple, Ozzie Nelson and Harriet Hilliard. in at the Nelson household at 1847 Rogers Road, we move up to the second floor to the bedroom of David and Ricky. It's a nice big bedroom, lots of sunlight and very pretty wallpaper. Hey, where is the wallpaper? Oh, well, the walls seem to be covered with, with pictures. Holy smokes, look at them. Boxers, baseball players, football players. Oh, no, they're actually getting ready to put up some more. What picture is that you're putting up, Ricky? Don't walk her. Don't put it there. That's where Jackie Jensen goes. He's much better than Doak Walker. Heck, he is, boy. Doak Walker can run better than Jackie Jensen any day. Are you kidding? Doak Walker hardly ever runs with the ball. Hey, take it easy, will you? Sounds like a convention in here. Ricky says Doak Walker can run better than Jackie Jensen. Well, he can, can he, Pop? I don't know, Ricky. What difference does it make anyway? Everybody's entitled to his opinion. Besides, I doubt if either one of them can run like Red Grange. Who, Pop? Red Grange, the galloping ghost. Who's he? He's one of the greatest football players of all time. At least one of the best that I can remember. He and Gordon Adams. Who? Gordon Adams played fullback at Ridgefield Park High School when I was there. <laughs> I'll never forget one run he made. 85 yards for a touchdown against Passaic High School. That's a long run, boy. He had a very deceptive way of cutting back after he crossed the line of scrimmage. What do you mean, Pop? Well, here, let me show you. Look, uh, I'll be Gordon Adams, and you and Ricky be Passaic. What's going now, on in here? Dave and I are Passaic. Well, I shouldn't wonder the way you gulped your dinner. 
us a football play. Well, that's fine, but the football season's all over, and you fellas have tests coming up in a couple of weeks. Your mother's right, boys. Can we have some boxing after we finish our homework? Yeah, how about it, Pop? You promised to show us the way Jack Dempsey used to throw a left hook. Did you see the picture I got of Joe Lewis? Yeah, isn't that neat, Pop? We cut it out of Ring magazine. Look, it's got his whole record there, dates and everything. Hey, what's this one over here? It's kind of blurred. Where? Oh, that's Dempsey knocking out George Carpenter. No, 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 not Carpenter. Carpentier, the orchid man of France. No wonder he knocked him out. He was so old they gave him an orchid. (laughs) He wasn't old. They just called him the orchid man. Whatever his name is. It was Dempsey by a KO in the 4th at Jersey City, July 2nd, 1921. Look, boys, I hate to keep bringing this up, but if you don't get your homework started, you'll be up all night. Okay, Mom. But can I just nail up these last two pictures? We're moving these pictures over to make room for the All-Americans. Well, hurry up. Hey, what happened to that pretty picture Grandma gave you? The picture of Niagara Falls. We found a much better place for it. Oh? I don't see it. Right in there. Now we can look at it every morning while we brush our teeth. (laughs) Don't put Ted Williams' picture up there, Ricky. He goes ahead of Joe DiMaggio. Doesn't DiMaggio have a higher batting average? Heck no. DiMaggio only batted 320 in 1948. Williams hit 369. He led the league. I like DiMaggio, boy. He led the league in 1939 and 1940, but Williams was first in 1941 and 1942. Oh, come on, fellas. Now, let's get going on the homework. Okay. Come on, Ricky. Put that hammer down. Who do you think you are, Matt McGrath? You remember him, Pop? I was talking to Miss Benson today, and she said you're very weak on names and dates. What's the matter? You look worried. Oh, I suppose it's silly, but don't you think the boys are overdoing this athletic business a little? In what way? Well, did you take a good look at their room? The walls are practically covered. Every time I walk in there, I feel like I'm going to be punched, tackled, or thrown out at second base. (laughs) I don't think it's anything to worry about. After all, we don't want them to grow up to be a couple of sissies. I don't think there's much chance of that. There's such a thing as overdoing it. Miss Benson was telling me about a history test that David's class had a few weeks ago. They were asked to name the three most important battles in American history, and David wrote, Bunker Hill, Gettysburg, and Dempsey Tunney. (laughs) Bunker and Hill weren't even fighters. That's just a phase that all normal kids go through. Comes under the heading of hero worship. Well, I realize that, but I don't see why all the heroes have to be muscle men. Weren't you interested in anybody else besides athletes when you were a kid? I must admit I was pretty interested in prize fighters. My mother used to give me the Dickens because I pasted them all over the wall. In fact, I used to make a tour of the barber shops and pick up all the old copies of the Police Gazette so I could cut out the pictures of the fighters. And I got to pasting up some of the other pictures, and my mother made me go back to the fighters. Well, that may be so, but I know you were also interested in inventors. Your mother told me so. Oh, I, I read a couple of books about Samuel Morse and Marconi. You know, you just reminded me of something. Some of the kids in school used to call me Edison. You mean you looked like Thomas Edison when you were little? No, it was just that I had a, a rather large head and a small body, and a lot of people thought I looked like a light bulb. <laughs> well, I like 
athletics as well as anybody, but I certainly think it might be a good idea to let the boys know that there are other things in life. See, I have an idea. Why don't I, the father, representing the physical, continue along the athletic line, and you, the mother, representing the intellectual, encourage the more serious phases? Oh, no, it wouldn't work, dear. You're the one they pay attention to. You have so much more influence on them. Well, that's right. They do listen pretty carefully to everything I tell them. Well, I'll go... If I've told that Ricky once, I've told him 50 times not to leave his marbles on the living room floor. Hi, Oz. Hey, look out, Thorny. Don't stand in the way, will you? These ashes are heavy. Hey, you dropped a clinker, Oz. Look, if you're going to stand around here, give me a hand, will you? Gladly. I'll carry the clinker. Lug the coal in, lug the ashes out. The heaviest darn stuff. Yeah, that must have weighed a ton. Are you all through with your chores, muscle man? Yeah, that was the last box. There's a wonderful series of fight pictures in this new magazine. Look here, two full pages, shots from all the championship fights. That's Barney. Aren't they beautiful? Look at that eye, completely closed up. Look at this one over here. That's real poetry of motion. Barney. Look at the muscles on these guys, Oz. Why, that Dempsey really had a build on him, didn't he? Barney, I'm surprised at you. Muscles, muscles. What's so great about that? We've got the same muscles, only they're not all swollen up. <laughs> Don't you like the picture? I've seen hundreds of these things. David and Ricky have them plastered all over their room. What's wrong with people nowadays? Look at you, running out here like a madman to show me these guys beating each other's brains out. Now, look at this picture. Two big bruisers in the ring. Where are the scientists and the inventors and the statesmen? They're in the audience. <laughs> They're in their workshops and their libraries struggling with the problems of humanity. Why don't they glorify those men? Set them up as examples for the younger generation. Why don't they do that? Well, I don't know, huh? If I did, I wouldn't dare mention it. <laughs> I wonder if kids get a distorted picture of things, a warped sense of values. I'm sorry, I Forgive me. I'll sneak back in the house. Oh, wait a minute. As long as you've gone to all that trouble, let me take a look at the picture. <laughs> Yes, dear? Uh, I've been thinking about the boys in our discussion, and I think I have an idea. That is, if you still think they're overboard on this athletic business. Overboard's putting it mildly. Ricky finished his cereal first, and David jumped over the breakfast table to congratulate him. <laughs> What's your idea? You remember that book of biographies that we had, you know, Famous Americans? Uh-huh, it's up there on the shelf. Well, my idea is to approach this thing intelligently, psychologically. Instead of telling the boys to stop admiring the athletes... I'm going to very tactfully introduce a new set of heroes. I'm going to let them discover some of the great men in other fields. Sounds practical to me if you think... Hi, Pop. So I'll say you guys came in at just the right moment. Uh, sit down here on the couch. I just thought of a very interesting book that I'd like you to look at. What are they, fight pictures? No, a lot more interesting than that. See here? This is a chapter about Benjamin Franklin. Was he a lightweight or a heavyweight? <laughs> Don't be dumb, Ricky. He wasn't a fighter. He's the guy in the postage stand. Harry, Benjamin Franklin was a great man. Not only was he a brilliant statesman, but he was also the man who discovered electricity. Sure, he's the one who flew the kite in a thunderstorm. Right, the whole story of his life is right here. Very exciting. Sir, these men were real heroes. Oh, it's all right to be able to hit a baseball, but where would baseball be if somebody didn't invent the ball? That's where men like Franklin and Edison came in. Did Franklin invent the ball? No. Did Edison invent the ball? No. Oh. 
You can read the book first, David. No, 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 don't be so hasty, Rick. Let me show you some of these pictures. Boy, you're going to like this book. Pop, you're hurting my arm. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> now, look at this. Here's a chapter on the Wright brothers. Boy, they sure were a couple of real rugged guys. They invented the airplane. Here, see this picture. This is Thomas A. Edison as a boy. He doesn't have very big muscles, does he? <laughs> no, but he's got an awfully large head for a little boy. Is that good? He's the one that invented the electric light. Oh, yeah, I heard about him on the radio. He only slept about two hours every night. Oh, he's a great man. Look here. Here's Abraham Lincoln. You know what our teacher told us about Lincoln, Pop? He was the best wrestler in the whole county. Lincoln? I thought that was Washington. Gorgeous George Washington. <laughs> Lincoln was one of the greatest men that ever lived. Was he before your time, Pop? Oh, dopey. He was even before Grandma's time. You know something, Pop? I'll bet Lincoln was a good basketball player. He's tall and thin. Well, I'll tell you this much. Lincoln was one of the greatest men that ever lived. Now, here he is as a boy, splitting rails. Was he smarter than you, Pop? Oh, yes, much smarter. That is, I mean, it's hard to compare. <laughs> he didn't have to go to school, did he, Pop? Did you ever split rails, Pop? Well, when I was at scout camp, I used to chop up kindling wood, and, and you see me unwrap the presto logs. Just think, Thomas Edison only slept two hours a night. How many hours do you sleep, Pop? Well, some people don't need as much sleep as others. Did you ever invent anything, Pop? Well, no, I haven't. Didn't you ever invent anything? Oh, Ricky, not all men can be inventors. Did you ever discover anything, Pop, like Benjamin Franklin? Well, no, David. You see, discovering things isn't easy. Ben Franklin did it with a kite. Well, Bring the book, David. Let's go upstairs. Now, boys, remember, these fellows lived a long time ago. You see, things were different then. Sure, Pop. It's... Good for you, dear. Your idea's working beautifully. Something the matter? I was just wondering, do the boys have a picture of me in their room? Oh, sure, right over their desk. Why do you ask? Somehow I have a hunch they'll be looking at me while they brush their teeth tomorrow morning. <laughs> you know, when Ozzie was telling the boys about Edison, Franklin, and the Wright brothers, I got to thinking about something about the men whose genius and ideals have done so much in a cultural way to make our homes better, happier places to live. Way back in the year 1847, for example, the three Rogers brothers brought to the women of America a new and wondrous thing, forks, knives, and spoons made of shining, beautiful silver plate. American tables took on a new loveliness. Entertaining had a new dignity and elegance it never had before. And through the 102 years that have followed... The beautiful silver plate made by 1847 Rogers Brothers has been owned and loved by more women than any other silverware. The traditions and standards of workmanship set up by those first creators have made it the finest silverware in America. Today, when you own silver plate that bears the year mark 1847, you own the very best silverware that has no equal. You'll see that for yourselves when you see 1847 at your dealers tomorrow. Make it a date, won't you? Tomorrow, see 1847, the finest silver plate in America.
It's sure surprising the way the weather changes around 1847 Rogers Road. At first, it was all clear skies and sunshine. Then David and Ricky began plastering their room with pictures of big, tough muscle men, and Ozzie and Harriet got worried. But then Ozzie, good old resourceful Ozzie, came up with an idea. New heroes for old. Franklin, Lincoln, Edison, the Wright brothers. What a wonderful idea. What else does it say about Edison there, David? Well, it says, But mouse traps and electric buzzers were not new to Thomas Edison. He had begun inventing such things as a small boy. Did you know that, Pop? Know what, Ricky? That Edison invented a small boy? <laughs> not a small boy, stupid. He invented an electric buzzer when he was a small boy. Please some more, David. Yes, it's truly amazing how you can channel the interests of a child, how you can guide his viewpoint, sharpen his standards. What are you doing, Pa? Oh, don't bother Daddy David. He's working on his expense account for the income tax. Uh, what is it, David? Did you know that Abraham Lincoln was so honest he walked ten miles to pay back a couple of pennies on account of he made a mistake and shortchanged a lady? Harriet. Yes, dear? Hand me that eraser, will you? <laughs> Pop, Teddy Roosevelt shooting a lion. Did you ever shoot a wild animal, Pop? No, not exactly. Once when I was a boy on my grandfather's farm, they sent me out to kill a turkey. Did you kill him? No. As a matter of fact, we became very good friends. <laughs> Ozzie, will you take a look at this toaster? Something's wrong with it. Well, why don't you call the man at the shop, Harriet? I, I hate to fool around with electricity. Guy, Pop, Henry Ford was constructing electric motors when he was 15 years old. You know, I'm not sure that this idea of mine was so clever after all, Harriet. But the boys seem to be very interested. Oh, they're interested, all right. It's, it's just that compared to Lincoln, Edison, Jefferson, Daniel Webster and all the rest... I look pretty silly. Oh, Ozzie, that's ridiculous. You're just sensitive. I'm not. At least I can throw a baseball and kick a football and dive in the lake without making a belly flop. But this other stuff... I think you're just being sensitive. No, I'm not. I, I can tell by the expressions on their faces. I'm suddenly realizing that Pop isn't the great guy they thought he was. Oh, Ozzie, that's silly. Silly nothing. You should see the way they look at me. That hurt, betrayed look in their eyes. As much as to say, you've been kidding us all this time, you fraud. <laughs> oh, you're just imagining things, dear. You know, hey, Pop, will you help me with my arithmetic? Arithmetic? Oh, well, sure, son. Come on, we'll sit down here at the table. Get some paper, will you, Harriet? <laughs> sit right down, Ricky. Hey, Pop, you're tearing my shirt. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what are you doing, Ricky? Pop's going to help me with my arithmetic. Oh, no, he can't do that. Yes, he can. But me, David. You ought to be ashamed of yourself asking Pop to help you. What's wrong with that, David? Daddy wants to help him. But you don't understand, Mom. I'm sure I can do it, David. He's only in the third grade. <laughs> he shouldn't be asking you for help. But why not? Well, when the Wright brothers were building their plane, they didn't go yelling for help. When Thomas Edison had a problem, he didn't go asking anybody for help. Those guys figured out their own problems, didn't they, Mom? Well, I believe they did. Yeah, but, but look at it this way, fellas. They might have solved their problems a lot quicker if they'd had somebody like 
A father to help him. That's right, a they might have. Dad. We better not take any chances. <laughs> Would you like to use some of my good paper, Ricky? No, thanks. I've got some paper. How about using my new fountain pen? That's okay. I've got a pencil here. Benjamin Franklin wrote with a goose feather. <laughs> Did you ever write with a goose feather, Pop? No, goose feathers disappeared a long time ago. I saw a goose at the farmer's market. He was still wearing them. <laughs> Oh, hi, Emmy Lou. <clears throat> Better stand back a little. Goodness, Mr. Nelson, over here chopping that wood so viciously. Are you mad at somebody? No, I... I have a lot of things on my mind. I thought it might help me think if I cut up some wood. <clears throat> Very relaxing. I saw David and Ricky at the library today looking in the biographies. It must make you happy, Mr. Nelson, seeing the boys take such an interest in their studies. Well, it's... It's not really part of their studies... See, they were letting their hero worship go a little too far with the athletes and the sports stars. So I turned their interest to some of the great men of history. Edison, Franklin, Lincoln, Washington, and the Wright brothers. Oh, so that's what you're so mad about. Who said I'm mad about anything? I see it all now. The ghosts of these famous men are rearing their heads between you and the boys. No. Thomas Edison, the great inventor, the genius, rises in your living room and all his brilliance. And there's Calhoun, and there's Henry Clay, and Thomas Jefferson, and Abe Lincoln, and George Washington, and Samuel Morse, and there's Marconi, and there's Benjamin Franklin. And there you are. <laughs> I've been sick. Oh. oh, what a mistake you've made. What a monster you've created. No, no, Benjamin Frankenstein is... I've been... <laughs> hey, Nelson, don't take this sitting down. You've got to fight back. You've got to prove to him that you're a greater man than Jefferson, Great. a greater man than Marconi. Mar- Who's Thomas Edison? Anything he can invent, you can invent better. I've invented two small boys already. <laughs> A better man than Franklin. Franklin. Do something great, Mr. Nelson. Greater than anything anybody's ever done before. Show him you're a better man than Washington. A better man than Napoleon. Napoleon. A better man than Worthington Bigelow. A better man than... Who's Worthington Bigelow? (laughs) He's my history teacher, and isn't he terrific? (laughs) What in the world are you doing there? Harriet, I've just got to do something big, something scientific, something important to reinstate myself with the boys. Well, what's all this mess? I'm building a model airplane. <laughs> Not just an ordinary one, but the greatest model airplane the world has ever known. Before you go, would you just uh, get hold of my arm? That's it. And now pull. What in the world? It's this darn glue. My hands are stuck together. <laughs> Aren't you coming to bed, dear? After a while, Harriet, I want to finish this plane. I don't know anything about it, but shouldn't the big wing go in the front? Gee, it shows it this way on the plans. Maybe the plans are upside down. No, the plans are right side up. I'm just working from the wrong side of the table. Ozzy, it's almost daylight. Aren't you coming to bed? I'm almost finished. 
Take a look at this and see how you like it so far. Not now, dear. I'm too tired to open my eyes. Coward. Fasten <laughs> wire B at right angles. Good morning, dear. I kept the coffee hot for you. Lead me to the table, will you? I can't open my eyes. <laughs> Goodness, dear, you look like Daniel Boone. I didn't try to shave. Too dangerous. <laughs> well, I have to give you credit. You stayed with the job till it was finished. Where's the plane? I put it in the boys' room when I was through with it. It was a mess. Boys will probably never speak to me again. Well, if it was so bad, why did you put it in their room? Well, all I have left is my self-respect. If that's the best I can do, the boys may as well know it. Let them see their father unmasked for what he really is, a clumsy old blunderer. Don't be ridiculous, dear. Nobody expects you to split rails or throw silver dollars across the Potomac. Hey, Pop, you ought to come on and see it. Yeah, Pop, you ought to see it go. It flies higher than any kite on the block. Kite? What kite is that? The one you made for us last night. <laughs> well, that's not a kite, David. It's a... Uh, flies higher than any other kite on the block, eh? Better than Benjamin Franklin could make, I'll bet you. I hope you boys appreciate how much work your father put in on that. Oh, it wasn't hard work. You sure did plenty of work yesterday, though, Pop. We saw all that wood you chopped. I bet Pop is a better wood chopper than Abraham Lincoln. I'll bet he is, too, boy. How late did you work last night, Pop? Oh, it wasn't very late. Until just about daylight, I think. <laughs> you think Thomas Edison was good. He had to have two hours sleep. Pop worked till daylight. He doesn't need any sleep at all. Uh, he's a pretty fine daddy. And he did it all for you two boys. I think we have the best pop in the whole world. You bet, boy. Come on, Rick. Let's go fly our kite again. Hey, wait for me. You know, Harriet, it's, it's a wonderful thing to be considered in the same class with men like Franklin, Edison, and Washington. <laughs> Who said anything about Washington? Didn't the boys say something? They were, they were talking about Lincoln and, and Franklin. Edison, and... yes, but they didn't say anything about Washington. Oh. Harriet. Yes, dear? Do we have any silver dollars around the house? <laughs> Gosh, I'm sure glad things turned out this way. I was getting kind of worried when David and Ricky started comparing Ozzie to all those men in history. But he stood up pretty well, after all. I know something else that stands up pretty well, Mr. Smith. And that's the new set of 1847 Rogers Brothers that I bought at Mr. Jonathan's silverware store last week. Hey, do you have a new set of 1847? Oh, I certainly do. And before I bought it, I made a really thorough little comparison study, too. And you know, everything you say about 1847 is true. It really is the finest silver plate. Did you ever see any other that was designed so imaginatively or executed so beautifully? Why, those four lovely 1847 patterns, Adoration, First Love, Eternally Yours, and Remembrance, are designed to fit every woman's taste, every individual scheme of decoration. Oh, the one I chose could have been made just for me alone. And the pattern ornament certainly is more highly raised and more deeply carved. 1847 Rogers Brothers really does have a solid silver look. And when you consider that 1847 is so outstanding in design and yet so reasonable in price... You've really got something, haven't you? Why, 1847 prices actually haven't gone up since 1944. I couldn't be happier about my set of 1847. 
gracious. I know I've got the best there is, and that means a lot. Yes, every woman who wants the best for her table ought to take a look at 1847 right away. It's the finest silver plate in America. The one and only 1847 Rogers Brothers. Hey, I have a surprise for you, fellas. What is it, Pop? Oh, well, you see this. Cut it out of a magazine at the dentist's office. There's it. Oh, oh, here it is. Yeah, I thought you might want to paste this up in your room. Oh, boy, that's neat. Let's see it, dear. Hold it up. Oh, yes, that's a nice picture. Who is it, Pop? Who is it? Are you kidding, Ricky? That's a picture of Washington. Yeah, I thought you'd like it. Was he a good man, Pop? Oh, sure. Kenny Washington was one of the best backs UCLA ever had. <laughs> again next week to another adventure of Ozzie and Harriet, starring Ozzie Nelson and Harriet Hilliard. And remember, America's finest silver plate is 1847 Rogers Brothers. Yes, Harriet, America's finest silver plate is 1847 Rogers Brothers. Appearing in support of Ozzie and Harriet were John Brown, Tommy Bernard, Henry Blair, and Janet Waldo. Original music was composed and conducted by Billy May. This program originates in the Hollywood studios of the National Broadcasting Company and is also broadcast over the Trans-Canada Network of the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. I invite you to hear Mr. District Attorney, which follows immediately on NBC. Mm-hmm.